0: Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era, known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye and increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high-level mineral source which we need today on our planet is so important with the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available on this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs, that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body, and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for, and it's Ethics. And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show, because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in a line to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus' company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors, and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now, alchemy is not just for health and wellness, community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months, and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work, or when I'm speaking to large groups of people, and when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts. So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus to Shilajit to nano-enhanced CBD to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say, That this company is really changing the lives of people ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe. I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet by taking ormis these things are cleared neutralized and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus you can get ormis by contacting www.nowalchemy.com that's www.nowalchemy.com and if you use the code shaman you'll get 11 percent off every purchase you make i'm so happy tribe that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit and that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders i love you enjoy the share Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe.
1: Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if anyone hasn't told you how loved you are, do you know how much I love you? Like, I really, really love you. And you mean the world to me. And I am so honored that you made the journey from the inner planes of light to take a physical embodiment and to be a part of this tribe with all of your wisdom and your knowledge and your creativity and your innovation and your power. We are riding the lit train, aren't we? we are feeling so powerful everything is moving and shifting and lifting in our lives and it's so wonderful and every person that comes on to our share in our tribe to share with our tribe is taking us
0: even higher because how do you keep the fire higher right you keep the fire higher by bringing in information that keeps us lit
1: and that's how you build, right? Because the way we look at old civilizations is they, they fell apart because no one would leave their circle to bring in new information so they can always thrive and, and continue to stay alive. And so that's what it's about. So I'm so happy that you are here today in today's tribal circle. I love you so much. And I am super happy because as you know, I love to always go out and find all types of ideas of new things that are out there that I've never heard before. Things that kind of just, you know, I've never at all my travels and all the things I've done, I've never
0: even heard
1: of. And, you know, here's the funny thing. The wonderful guest that I have in studio with us here today in our tribe, who's going to be sharing with us, has also been training with me for many, many years in shamanism. So it's wonderful to have her come back full circle uh, with this amazing healing technique that she has brought into my life that has created so many changes. It's called Psyche. Now. I'm not gonna go into it so much because I'm gonna let her go into it, but who I have with us today for share is Jenna Sophia. She is here to share with you Psyche. And I know Tribe, you're going to really, really be impressed by the information that she shares because I've learned so much in such a short period of time about this miraculous and amazing technique. Welcome to the share.
2: Thank you, Shaman honored to be here with you
1: (laughs) (laughs) so my love you know uh yeah so you know you've been training in shamanism with me for a couple years now so it's been very intense and not only have you trained but your sister your mom your dad, the whole tribe, the whole tribe, <laughs> the whole family. Totally. It's been amazing. And how's, how, how has it been since, you know, you've been learning, you know, all of these powerful abilities that you possess inside and finding your own way and your own connection with spirit? How's that been for you?
2: It's been transformational to say the least. I can't remember the person I was before I went down this path. And honestly, I would not be the person I am today without it. And I would not be able to touch as many lives as I do if I didn't have this personal power that I've cultivated through this work.
1: Right. Or through this love. Absolutely. Right. So, what was it like for you when you first, when we, when you first, you want to share with the the tribe what it was like for you when you, when we, when you first started training uh, with me? Sure. I was full of a lot of dark spirits. I
2: remember that. It was a very interesting experience because I had a lot of density that I couldn't really place as to what it was. And as I did this work with you, I became lighter and freer and more empowered. And I think what I, taken away from this experience and really working with you and studying shamanism is that it's all about getting back to that power that we all have intrinsically within us. And to be able to tap into that, to really access that power, that divinity that lies within all of us. It's not just you or me that has it, everybody has it. Um, And to really step into that has been amazing and i can't express to you my gratitude honestly for for sharing this with me and illuminating this path this reality
1: right yeah and the idea that you know you can learn from a shaman and then the spirits are also there as your teacher as well and so it's not like you have to be in a tribe it's actually a lifestyle choice you get to make yes right to better your life and so you brought it into your family as well tell me about that
2: yeah so at first we they were all pretty confused. What's happening here? You're saying that we can just call on things and all of a sudden my body is going to shake and move. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. And I first uh, met you in London. Um, you were doing a talk. And then after that, I I went back and I was like, listen, I've never been able to sit still and listen to someone speak for so long. And I think that 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 ability to be able to sit and listen was... Honestly, one of the first times in my life I've been able to do that because when else would I have done that in school, right? And I couldn't sit still in school. That just wasn't happening. So taking this information back, really being able to synthesize it and share it with them and then have them be interested in it just made this process and this journey even more magical because to have that support and that love from people that you love so unconditionally already and to be able to take that journey with them was just amazing.
1: Did you feel that when you started sharing shamanism Mm -hmm. um, with your family, uh, did you notice that changes occurring within the family structure as a tribe, as a whole?
2: Absolutely. There was much more honesty and openness and an ability to be able to share the difficult parts of our life experiences when maybe we wouldn't have been so vulnerable before because we felt we had these structures to uphold in a certain identity and what we should say and what we shouldn't. And my family before wasn't one to talk about problems. It was kind of just something that, oh, you know, it exists, but we're not going to really shed light on it, shed light on the darkness, right? That Mm -hmm. was there. And after you know, really exploring this and having sessions and being able to do this work with my family, it completely opened up a whole new dimension. I really call it a dimension because it's, we changed, we went from one reality to another and this whole expansion and this idea that we are more than what society has put on to us. We are more than the systems. We are more than the projections. And seeing that and actually being able to embody that through this work has completely transformed our whole structure and unit. And we just want more and more of it. We just want to keep learning. We just want to keep growing because that, that expansion is just, it's addictive.
1: Share with the tribe, your um, family background
2: yeah so both of my parents were uh, born in East Africa so we're ori- originally Indian but the last four generations um, have been in East Africa and then um, my mother moved to London my dad to Switzerland and then eventually to New York so that lineage of very powerful medicine women and healers have um, been in my um, generations for for very for quite a long time as as you've mentioned to me before. But yeah, so grew up as a practicing Muslim, if you want to identify it that way. I don't identify with anything anymore, just through my expansion of understanding that.
1: <laughs> in your training in shamanism, you're yeah. like, no more identification. No, 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 no. Yeah, I get it. I get it.
2: Even, yeah, so just like completely losing I- those identities and really understanding what that... I who I was as a person and who everyone was in my family as reflections, as teachers, as people to um, rely upon and grow with. And um, so that it was definitely, you know, wasn't the most open-minded family growing up. It was quite dogmatic in the sense that, you know, this is what it is to be successful. This is what it is to be spiritual. This is what it is to um, be a physical being as a spiritual being, all of these things and being able to grow out of that dogma and grow out of those limitations that have really been suppressive to our own expansion has been really magical. And I'm really, really grateful to be at the stage where we are now, because I know so many people, you know, they might be on their journey of awakening and understanding who they really are, and they might not have supportive parents. So to be able to all grow more or less at the same speed, or at least have that acceptance of the journey, which is something that I think is so crucial to have um, in a supportive foundation. We, We were part of a very liberal sect of Islam, so it wasn't, dogmatic in the sense that, oh, you have to pray all these times a day and do this and do that. But it was very much about, you know, there was a lot of service to others. That was a huge impact in my life. And funnily enough, when I was younger, I would crave to go. I would cry if I didn't go to this to, to mosque because for me, it was like I was connecting with this higher source that I didn't understand, but it filled me up from that dimension of understanding and that dimension of thinking I was in at that time. So it did serve me. It It, it It reminded me that there is a larger part of me out there, that there is a larger picture. Ultimately, at the time, it was very, it was thinking that I was in this illusion of separation. You know, this is outside of me. I constantly have to seek outside of myself. But um, a lot of that growing up, I was pushing them. To be like, let's go, let's go, let's go, and I now understand why it was just that, that thirst and that quest for expansion and knowing of what else is out there. So yeah,
1: that's amazing too. You know, for me, I like to observe all cultures, yeah. all religions, as mm-hmm. long as it's staying in a place of love. Totally. You know, I've had amazing, amazing awakenings in mosques, mm-hmm. uh, especially in Turkey when yeah. I lived in Turkey, and amazing awakenings in synagogue, mm-hmm. and amazing awakenings in you know in church and Christian church. So it's a, you know, a wonderful thing to be able to, to observe you know, global cultures mm-hmm. and, um, and beliefs and so forth. The thing that I, as a shaman look at, because a lot of times when people think shamanism, and you learned this with me in your mm-hmm. training for all those years, is um, a lot of times people think shaman, they think, oh, what is, kind of religion is that? You know, because they're so used to saying, oh, this is a religion. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, shamanism is not a religion. It's a way of life it's a it's a it's a way of life it's the way you would go to to share your love with someone in the shamanic way versus another way that you would do it as just in a very human-based way that's based in the matrix how Mm -hmm. you connect with someone do you shake their hand versus hug them do you do you really listen to them do you really pay attention is there an observance of service Mm -hmm. that comes through through devotion and love for that person are you just really just there because you're just wanting to take something from them but really to be in that act and I think there's a lot of beauty and a lot of cultures, you know, like uh, and a lot of religions as well, and I think that's a, a beautiful thing. So, wh- what did you find that was interesting about shamanism as you were training with me? And what was and I just you know now that I'm on this side and you're and now you're back full circle, right? Yeah. And you're coming and you're sharing with the tribe this amazing psyche, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Uh, what was it like having me as a teacher? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I definitely changed my definition of a teacher, right? Because um, I think the most important thing I've taken away from learning with you is that I have always had that feeling when I'm with you that we're equal, right? right? And that equal opportunity, that equal, you know, we are literally reflections of one another you're not better than me because you know other things I'm not better than you because I know other things and I think really that that equality that you bring to lessons and teachings with me has been really transformational because I've taken that out now with what I do and I explicitly tell everyone this is not me right this is I'm showing you the power within you. And I think that's something I've taken away from our our work together is that I already have this within me, right? You're just showing me my potential. And even things that we didn't even know existed within me, they just start, you know, showing themselves because we've given it an opportunity and we've nourished this, you know, energy for this space to to come through.
1: Yes. You know, I had students uh, I used to come home sometimes, and people would be camped out in my backyard, and uh, they would say, "Oh, you know, you're my guru, I want to train with you, and I'm like, "Go away, you're not ready, yeah, because I'm like and then and, and as you know, the mm-hmm. way in which I operate is really about I can't teach you if you're not w- already seeing the leader in you, yeah. Because if you're not, if you're sitting down and taking instruction from me and you're not recognizing yourself as that leader, as that master, as that teacher already, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to listen to half of what I say and you're not going to apply it to your life and you're not going to make the moves that need to be made because you're going to be stuck in this idea of, um, you know, he's the guru, I have not good enough, he knows best. And, you know, and there may, and so what I, what I, what I always like to model which I'm sure you remember, mm-hmm. is that whatever you do, I want you to do it on me. Or and I want you to do, so it's like, it's not, so you, so you can see that you should never be afraid, right, of stepping into your power, And all I'm sitting here doing is saying, here's what your power looks like. I'm going to show it to you, right? And it's super beautiful and it's super cool. And it's this amazing, like vibrant energy that's just like beyond anything. It's like like bright 20,000 suns, bright light of this emanating power that has all these levels of skill and so forth in it. And all I'm basically doing is just revealing it to you. Because I always tell people Mm -hmm. you're not having you're not really training from me, you're training with yourself and all I'm doing is instructing the way in which you observe that training.
2: Absolutely. And I've definitely felt that. <laughs> so every what time. was it, <laughs> so what
1: was it like bringing your family because I remember uh, you started bringing your mom into the into your trainings.
2: Yeah, I did. For her it definitely was 180 like what is this what is this world right how how are we able to just with our words call in these vibrations and these um experiences and these new dimensions of reality of thinking just by our words and i think that was really powerful for her because she is such a seeker she's always looking you know what else can i learn not it not as in what else is outside of me but what else is out there that i can take on and and use for the betterment of my family and those around me. And so this was a really, really um, transformational turning point, I think, in her own journey of being introduced to shamanism and seeing the power that lies within her because inherently we've all been, you know, put down by society and the systems of thinking that, you know, we don't have this power and we can't rely on ourselves. And for her, I think being able to see that and see her own power and her own truth really created a whole new identity with who they were and really being able to see their truth for what it is and who they are.
1: Do you think that, that it made your parents fall in love with each other uh, uh, more than they have before?
2: Well, I think shamanism does that in general. Yeah, because it makes you it makes you fall in love with yourself even more. Yeah. And if you love yourself more, you have an ability to love each
1: other even more you sure do yeah absolutely and so that you started acknowledging you know the certain aspects of your gifts and so forth and you saw that in your family too because i know that now because your family has now been training in shamanism with me and they have developed certain gifts tell me about your family's gifts that you've noticed now that you have a family of uh powerful beings that you get to to share uh unconditionally with i mean i think there's a great thing. when it comes to family structure, learning, yeah. and you know, when they come to me and say, okay, oh, you know, I really want to bring the family into it. Because at that point, all masks are off. Yeah. Right. All costumes are off. And it's like, I don't need to see you just as dad. I'm also going to see you as you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to see you beyond you. I'm going to see you in your divinity. Right. And yeah. then, our conversations will be different because it won't be this authority structure. It'll be much more of a, we're both here to evolve structure.
2: Mm -hmm. And I definitely think, as you said, like before, the dynamic has completely changed. We are all respecting each other as another being, not as, oh, you're my mother or you're my father. This is like, we are here, we're all leveled and we all take into account what everyone has to say respectfully with curiosity and also acknowledging that it doesn't matter if you're younger or older or whatever. Knowledge is knowledge, right? So when we share things, it's not, oh, you know, you shouldn't be saying that or, oh, who are you to say that? It's really opening your, your eyes and your ears to what the other person is saying and being able to take that constructively and take that perspective in order to make yourself a better person. That, for my family, has just been really, really transformational because we don't look at each other as, oh, you know better, or you have authority over me, or I need to rely on you. It's like, "Mm, I'm thinking something else now. I have to share something. And this is what I have to say. And take it as you want it, but I'm here out of love. And this is what I have to say, Mm. And you know, just really creating more equality within the family structure, because as you know, the systematic structure of family, you know, you grow up, your parents are always telling you what to do. Right. But now with this new dimension of shamanism in our lives, we're really able to see each other for who we are, not as who we think we should be with one another.
1: That's so beautiful. It's so yummy. Yes. I feel so blessed. So juicy. (laughs) I mean, it's like oh, it's like the best blanket you've ever wrapped around yourself. And yeah. the, the best food you've ever eaten, <laughs> the best song you've ever heard, you know? Yeah. I think everyone wants that type of energy. And you that know?
2: unity and that being seen for who you are and being acknowledged for who you are. I think that's what we all want, right? Whether it's from your mother or a friend or a relative or a colleague, whatever it is, we all want that acknowledgement and that respect that we all inherently deserve. And because of these labels that have been put on us, you know, we think we have to fall into these structures and these identities but in reality it's just really being able to be you and being accepted for that and if someone can see that for who you are and and your real truth then i think that's what everybody needs
1: absolutely you know uh There's there's an old saying which calls the blessed child, right? And the blessed child is that when a family has gotten to the point where they felt too much into their roles, into their structures, Mm -hmm. they have a child that comes and that child has come to shine the light on them beyond the masquerade in which they're holding on to. So they become the blessed child.
2: Are you saying that's what I am?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm saying absolutely. Like being a blessed child means you're actually bringing your family out of the matrix idea of a family, which True. is authority, obey, listen, don't talk back, you know, follow what I say. Don't question me. I'm your parent. I know better than you. No, you don't. No. That's the whole thing. You don't. I could have information that I just got from the other side before I chose to come into this embodiment that could actually support you, lift you, shift you, take you to a higher place where you will be able to magistrate new energies you never even knew was possible. Yes. But because you're choosing to put me into a box or a definition that the Matrix wants you to put me in father, mother, son, daughter, uncle, aunt, un- you know, grandfather, grandfather, mm-hmm. grandmother. This hierarchy. This hierarchy. Yeah. Right. Uh, you begin to go into the parentals, the authority figure types, mm-hmm. you begin to lose the wisdom that is intrinsically brought in through each individual person as a sovereign leader.
2: Yes. And I think everybody has wisdom to share. It's just creating and cultivating that space where that can come through. And that doesn't come through in hierarchy, in hierarchy and family in hierarchy and relationships and anything that you're doing with anyone. To be able to see people as they are and understanding that everybody has a unique gift. It might not be the same gift that you have. And having different gifts doesn't make you unequal to someone, right? That ability to be able to share who you are and what you came with and that knowledge that, as you said, is we might have brought before we even came here. That knowledge might precede someone that's 60 years old, right? And you're a five-year-old. But who, who are we to say that that person is less knowledgeable or less um, aware than someone who's older. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I think it's important. I wanna I was having a, a moment with a friend of mine in europe um and uh he's an older gentleman and a lot of my mm-hmm. friends are like how come you have friends who are like in their 60s and like <laughs> in 70s and like your friends are older and i'm like my friends are all ages yeah. <laughs> i have friends you have friends that- <laughs> who are
0: five <laughs> exactly
1: i have friends i play with video games with who are like kids who are 12 years old who are schooling me <laughs> and being like gosh uh, you know shaman come on now let's, let's talk about technology here, you know? Yeah. And like, I have, so I listened to and you know, so yeah. I, wisdom has no, has no barrier or structure between age and it's all basically free information, free knowledge and whoever vessel it's coming through. I don't care if it's a, if it's a two-year-old boy who opens his mouth or a five-year-old kid who says something to me or a 14-year-old or a 70-year-old or 40-year-old, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I'm going to be ready to, to receive it.
2: Receive. Yeah. And I think to stand in that place that you so beautifully do without judgment and just pure curiosity the judgment is where it gets all screwed up right because we think that people should be saying certain things or only certain type of people should be having certain types of knowledge or ways in which they look at life and I think that's where we all fall short because then we're not allowing the true wisdom to come through because we're not cultivating and creating that space for that wisdom to come through so I think that's beautiful you know let everyone speak. Listen to everybody, and see what is shared.
1: Yeah, because you never know
2: what you'll need from that.
1: Yeah, and I think there's this point, and I love what you said because it was so poignant, which is exactly because you know it's the whole idea that you know we limit ourselves from the the growth factor, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. From the evolutionary um, experience mm-hmm. when we start. Uh, examining and judging from the idea of who we think someone is because of the way they dress or because of what age they are or whatever background they may come in. It's like I've had conversations with um, a homeless man sitting on a bench who schooled me Mm -hmm. in some deep information that he had access to because he um, was in the spirit world, you know, because, uh, and he was in that space and he was always in that space and he was just sharing with me all these things. And he goes, and sometimes he goes, people think I'm screaming and I'm crazy because Mm -hmm. I'm screaming in the street and I'm screaming And he thinks they're talking, I'm a crazy person because I live on the street and I'm screaming, but he doesn't realize I'm screaming because I see dark beings trying to attack people. And Uh I'm screaming at the spirits to get off of them. And people look at me and think I'm just some drunk, crazy man in the street because I'm homeless. They just assume that I'm screaming because I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And he goes, whereas with you, you know, when he was screaming, I said to him, I said, "Um, why are you screaming at the, are you, what are you screaming at? And he goes. Don't you see them? I said, I, look, I looked and I said, uh, what do you see? <laughs> and he goes, those beings on those, those people, don't you see them? I said, of course I do. He goes, you see them, brother? I said, yes, I see them. He goes, man. He goes, man, he
0: goes, I'm so happy to meet you today, wow.
1: you know? And whereas uh, someone else could think this man is crazy. What do you see? You don't see anything. What are you talking about, right? Mm-hmm. But because I was like, because I am who I am, of course, and who you are, who you are, mm-hmm. you know, we're able to step into that world where we're not judging. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, like when a kid says there's a monster in my bed, I go the bed. I go, oh yeah, it's definitely there. Okay, now we got to deal with it. Yeah. So let's deal with it. Yeah, not it's just that throwing it's, away.
2: Totally. It's that curiosity. And that's what kids have inherently, right? So they're always in a state of curiosity between zero and seven, right? They don't, they're constantly just picking up from their, their environment. You know, they don't actually believe in anything yet. They don't have belief systems. So whatever is happening around them, they're trying to calculate, okay, this is what is right. This is what is wrong. Right. Whereas opposed to when our brain develops and we start judging and we forget to act from that place of curiosity, we're actually doing ourselves harm because we're basically shutting off that part of the brain that allows us to access that expansion or to create those fields of energy for us to learn from others. And, Learning from others is how we learn, right? Mm. We're not going to learn thinking that we know everything or that only certain people know things. I think just like you said, I've learned the most from people who I wouldn't even expect to learn things from. But it's because you're allowing people to let themselves be and allow them to share with you what they have. And just by listening and being present and being there, you're getting so much more out of it than you
1: think. Absolutely. Absolutely, such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Such a beautiful thing. I feel like I've just been blessed with flowers. It's so wonderful. I do. You know, it's 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 uh it's wonderful too. And so, tell me, like, you know, what was some of the, what was one of the powers that you liked that you learned in your training in uh, shamanism? Oh man, with there's
2: so many. I think being able to go up someone's arm and pick a point and figure out what part of the body needed healing and then being able to administer medicine and vibrational medicine spirit medicine and watching people convulsing vomiting you know screaming eyes going crazy just through my words and through the intention of the person that is wanting to transform being able to open up those energies but really allowing them to do that beautiful work i think is one of my favorite techniques and also the fire spirit
1: I knew you were going to say Love that. I was wondering if you were going to say anything about that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I think those two definitely, definitely. And clapping. Clapping has helped me so much.
1: Shamanic hand clapping. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Very powerful. You can do the, you can do the Shamanic hand clapping or you can take a stick Right, and you can stomp the earth with the stick. Mm. You know, sometimes you can just tap. uh, You can tap something. You can, you know, and and access that power. Yeah. So it's really powerful. so, what was it like when you when you shared it with your with your family (laughs) before they were actually introduced into shamanic training with me?
2: I think they were kind of blown away. Not kind of; they were blown away. They're like, "What is going on? Like, what what just happened?" I was like, "My energies are open now. Shaman, open my energies. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> in full force." But uh, the the spirits run through their bodies, and that transformation that was happening just through the voice and through the words that we were using. Oh my God! I think just being able to see how powerful our words are truly powerful. And and watching that magic just unfold, I think they were all like, wow, and I I think I sold them on it obviously because then they all started coming to learn. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like you can approach religion with this idea that there you are not separate from and therefore you are not you know, praying to some higher power to fix you and to do this where it's like, no, you have to do the work. It's on you. You are connected. You can tap in and do this work and watch what happens. So I, I definitely agree with that deeper devotion because- Yeah, sure, we're not
1: into codependency. Yeah. No spiritual codependency. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next. We don't even let ourselves do it when we no, hang out. No, no, no. You're like, uh, shaman, shaman, uh, use your powers, shaman, use your powers. <laughs>
2: shaman, take out that spirit. Don't
1: talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't stand for it. <laughs> yeah, and you got to check me too, you yeah, know? And I think totally. that's the thing. A lot of times people think that I have it all figured out, but I'm in the human um, body. And I've actually wrote about that in my book that comes out, mm-hmm. is that, you know, people have such an interesting idea of what it means to be a shaman that they think, oh, you're just, you know, holy down and perfect. And the whole idea is if you're on this earth plane, I don't care if you're a shaman, I don't care if you're the Dalai Lama, I don't care if you call yourself the most holiest of holies. You're dealing with some, you know, major energies here, mm-hmm. and you will, you know, learn. Yeah, it's like it's not. But the you process. came
2: here to learn. You didn't come here in this perfect vessel to do nothing and to just stay like that. If you think that, then, you know, probably should look into yourself a little bit more because we all have stuff. It's not. It doesn't matter how much work you've done. We're still expanding. We're still learning. Like the, the job never ends mm-hmm. because as so long as we're living, we're experiencing life. And in order to experience life, you know, we have to really dissect our emotions and figure out our triggers. And, and yes, we can get to a stronger place in ourselves, but that doesn't mean the work is done.
1: Right. You know, I've had some tribal members even write me on Instagram and Mm -hmm. send me messages being like, because I love you so much, I wanted to bring to your awareness this thing that you've said or this thing that you did. That's beautiful. And so forth. And I receive it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. thank you. I'm looking into that today. I'm going to meditate on it. And they're like, wow, you're so open to to hear um. You know, my my viewpoint on it, I thought, you you know, most people would be more defensive and mm-hmm. think, like, well, I'm the shaman, who are you telling me this? But I would never do that because mm-hmm. if you could see ways for me to instruct myself to even become greater than I am, well, <laughs> you well, I welcome it.
2: Please. You and know? like we said before, we learn from others, right? People have such a powerful influence if we allow them to influence us positively, right? At the end of the day, you know who you are. But to be able to expand and grow into an even more loving person and a more aware person and a more um, expansive version of who you are, give me the criticism. Give me your feedback. I love it. But then we also use our discernment to know when someone is doing something maliciously or if someone's really doing it with the best of intention and that's where, you know, yeah, the listening the in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Unconditional love. If you're yeah. coming from love, you're going to tell me you're coming from love. Exactly. But or you'll you're...
2: pick up on that.
1: Yeah, you'll feel it. Yeah. You can feel it. You can feel it. You can, it. can yeah. feel it. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it, guys. <laughs> so you have a sister. Yes. And she's also coming to her powers as well too. Yes. What's that been like? Tell me about that.
2: So she is quite spectacular. Her, her name is Layla. And, um, she is able to communicate with other, um, interdimensional beings and, um, create this beautiful light language, these uh, vibrational tones, which has an amazing ability to heal people, um, on a spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical level. And this, um, I honestly, now that I think about it, since we met you, our lives have just like exploded all of these gifts, all of our, um, you know, amazing gifts that we have come with have just been expressed to us over the last few years. um, And our potential has really uh, uh, expressed itself in a way that we never knew existed. And so for her, I think doing this work and then being able to tap in to her shamanic power to see what else um, was there, she's just taken off now. And it's, it's amazing to watch, truly amazing, and I'm so lucky to have her as my sister.
1: How beautiful is that? Yeah. Right. Is that the shamanic energy of of your family learning has awakened all of these 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 powerful powers that have been sitting there, yeah. saying, "Hey, use me,
2: use me, yeah, use me, yeah.
1: I'm here to help bring love to the world. Use mm-hmm. me. It's beautiful. I love it. On I another level, it. yeah. So you come first. You come full circle. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and you came back to me and you're like shaman tell me about psyche
2: yes psyche so i remember the first time we did it i came you know to learn from you and then we ended up just doing it for a few hours cuz it was just blowing your mind oh yeah no i was <laughs> i
1: definitely like, was it was i was definitely in for a mind blow i
2: remember you were like darling you came to me i'm like it doesn't matter i think we're on you know we're on that level i've got something to share you've got something to share like we're here
1: yeah well, of- I didn't want you to feel like you know because that was a day for you to to take in training and stuff yeah. like that. I didn't want you to feel like I wanted you to be able to
2: yeah
1: to take that in but once you showed it to me, I, I I have to admit, I mean, you know, uh, I started fanning on, on Psyche. For, yeah, sure, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah.
2: For sure. But it was just, it unraveled so beautifully because we were doing Psyche. And then you're like, oh, let me show you this. And then it was kind of just like a ping pong back and forth of like shamanism, Psyche, shamanism, Psyche. But uh, yeah, so Psyche, I'm sure you guys are all wondering what this is. It's a very um, effective and powerful tool to access the subconscious mind to change limiting beliefs. Perceptions of stress and traumas that we have stored for however long you can think of. So it doesn't matter if something happened 30 seconds ago or 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. We have an ability to transform it um, back into a state that we want to be in. So instead of allowing experiences to take our power away, we're able to take those emotional reactions and transform it into what we want to feel as which is empowered or at peace or non-attached or loving or
1: grateful, um, So, yeah. No, I'm impressed. (laughs) I mean, uh, there was, you know, when I died in the hospital when I was in 27, 28, uh, it was very traumatic. The death was very traumatic, having all your organs shut down and, you know, going into cardiac arrest and, you know, going and dying and literally, you know, leaving your body and then coming back in and then being in the coma and going all the things that I went through. That trauma was still inside of my energy field.
2: Absolutely. You know,
1: and I always had this feeling of, I never want to go through that kind of pain again, mm-hmm. you know, and not even just that, but even just the dialysis pain mm-hmm. of like all those years of dialysis and thinking, I don't ever want to go through that pain again, right? And so you came in and you're like, we can take that, that whole memory and that, that whole perception. thing, that whole perception yeah. and, you know, and shift it. Whereas in shamanism, the way we operate from it is that we transform the understanding of the energy and dynamics of it, but the idea of it is still, you know, that we went through it. So mm-hmm. it's there, we, we know it's there, but it's not affecting us in that sense. But you are showing me that it is affecting me mm-hmm. on some level because it's still in that part of my subconscious mind that is yeah. aware of it. So Mm -hmm. a lot of my choices and actions that I'm doing are still being governed by a portion of that. Of that perception and of that trauma
2: because something really important to know about the subconscious mind is that it doesn't understand time, which is so crucial. So I know your experience of going through traumas from a young age and then your rites of passage, like that's a lot of trauma for someone. And then especially the work that you're doing to be able to so boldly go out into this world, you know, you could have been like you know kind of dimming that because of all of this trauma that you went through and as i said the subconscious is always in the present so for you your body's running on this program of thinking oh my god i'm in a like a, a freeze mode or i need to i'm i'm unsafe or you know my body is not a safe place for me to be in and then to be projecting from that place can be very detrimental because we want to achieve these things we want to be able to spread our light and our gifts and and to be able to tap into see where we're getting you know kind of stopped you know, in our tracks of being able to do that is really powerful. And that's why we access the subconscious mind to get um, that clarity to see, okay, where are my blocks? Where am I being limited? Where is, where am I preventing myself from being my full expression of authenticity and truth? And as you said, you know, transforming that completely created this whole new dimension of understanding and being able to go out into this world, like without any worry
1: um, is really powerful. It is because I I haven't felt it at all. I mean, it's been complete. It's been it is.
2: And that was a few months ago. So maybe, (laughs) how are you doing now?
1: Yeah, I don't feel any of it.
2: Yeah. And even when you, we thought that, you know, oh, maybe it was, you know, didn't affect you anymore on a subconscious level. The thing is, is that the subconscious is infinitely more powerful than the conscious mind. Like, I think the conscious mind, don't quote me on this, but it, it, it understands information. It processes information forty bits per second, whereas the subconscious mind is processing twenty million bits, twenty billion bits per second. So,
1: yeah, it even takes it takes even um, images of your peripheral. So, what you see actually in front of you when you take your hand and wave it on the side of your eye like that, and you can see your hand like that in the blurry mode, it takes pictures of all of that. It also takes pictures of everything that you put your attention on, so that way it sends it into your um, into the merkaba. So when you go into the astral planes, the world that which you go into in the inner planes to learn about the things of how to expand your gifts and your powers on earth, when you have the dream time, which is why shamans were very big into the dream stuff. It literally projects all of those things into that world to build that world for you based on the things that you actually put your attention on in Mm -hmm. this dimension.
2: Perception is everything. Yeah. In this world and in other dimensions, right? So to be able to create and cultivate your own perception is... I think one of the most powerful tools you can have for yourself because we're constantly being bombarded by what to think, what to eat, how to be, you know, all of these conditions, um, that humans should follow. Right. And sometimes they don't serve us because they, we want to get out of that box and to be able to get out of that box and really be able to embody that we need to access the subconscious mind on some level. And when we do change happens like that.
1: Right. And I mean, I was, even have been having situations where, you know, when I would be intimate with someone at times, I would lose my erection, you know? And, um, and I realized it was just either because I'm tired or just energies that I've gone through. So much. I'm dealing with so many energies all the time. My body's like, I don't I have energy for this, you know? And yeah. then you psyched me.
2: <laughs> I did it with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you yeah. did it with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So you yeah. did it with me. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's use that um, information. Yeah. Um, explain that. You did it with me.
2: So we never say in Psyche, I'm doing it to you or on you because Psyche has this understanding when we're ever doing Psyche with someone, we're basically opening up this field that through these processes, I'm allowing you to tap into that energy source that you have and that higher source of power that you have and that is around us at all times. And when you access that information on your own, you're able to come to your own conclusions as to why that happened. You know, I can't sit here and say, oh, shaman is like this because of this, right? I'm only coming from my perspective and my perception. And that's not going to get us anywhere when it, when it comes to you needing to do the transformational work that you need to do. So when, it, when we say we do it with you, I'm facilitating And you're doing it, right? You're coming to these understandings. You're coming to these conclusions. Like when we go through the processes, I'm not like, you know, get out of it now. It's time, right? Like you take whatever time you need. Sometimes it takes a few seconds. Sometimes it takes a few minutes, but everybody's pace is different. And it's not for the facilitator, the psyche facilitator to tell you what you should and shouldn't do and how you should think or what you should think. Um, So that is a very crucial crucial point of Psyche is that we're always doing it with someone. We're allowing them to reveal their own wisdom to themselves so that they can come to their own conclusions about life and about what they, what they need and what they want. Normally in sessions, you know, if we're doing a couple you know, a couple of processes, they'll start to just make these intuitive connections, right? Because all of this like consciousness is just expanding more and more and more and it's happening within them, right? It's not like I'm saying, oh, so now you're feeling this and now you've got to do this. It's like, wow, I feel this. This, you know, limiting belief came to me after I finished that process. Can we work on this? Yeah, of course we can work on that because you know what you need. And when people tell me that they don't know what they need, I make them sit there for a little bit. And it comes to them. It's just like our processing time for like getting the answer has been completely like shortened because of, you know, it's like, Oh, if the Wi-Fi isn't working or our phones or whatever, we're so quick to give up on ourselves because that's just how we've been conditioned to. And I think it's just taking that time and taking that space to say, okay, I know what I need, or I know what I need to transform, or I know from myself what needs to happen from me. Mm -hmm. And, Having that space and psyche allowing you to really tap into your own self, and then yes, I help you, I guide you through the process. But once again, you're coming to those own conclusions, and you're coming to that own awareness of what you want and what you
1: need. You, you, time in real time. Yes, I like. That. I like that. Yeah, you time in real time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, the, so, the, so, yeah, I, I like that because you know, in shamanism, people always say to me, "Oh, I'm coming to have a session with you." I'm like, "No, you're not." <laughs> They're like, "What?" I'm like, "You're coming to have a session with yourself." Yeah. I'm facilitating a sacred circle and bringing in the elders, your ancestors and all the spirits and all the things that are available in the spirit world. If you show need any of these things, they're available and I've come to, to facilitate you to access these energies within your own beings. So that's why like when people walk out, like the other day I had a woman here and um, I said, I want to show you one of your powers. And she said, what is one of my powers? I said, well, let's do a power check on you. Let's run through your powers and let's see what we have. So we went through ice, we went through electricity, we went through fire, we went through earth, you know, we went through all magnetization, we went through all of these different powers. And one of her powers that was really strong was air. Mm. So I said, okay, let's see how strong your air powers are. I cracked the door just a tiny bit from outside and I stood by the door just to see if she had, she was, you know, because we opened up the gifts, if she would trust that she could summon the wind. And so she called the wind to her. And she's like, oh my goodness, I feel like, I felt the wind go in and it switched directions and went towards her. And then I was like, make it blow more, make it blow so much that it blows the curtains in my home. And she did it. And she was like, oh my God this is, oh my God, I've never experienced anything like that. You know, kind of like when you first came into your yeah. powers, right? You realize, oh my goodness, I actually really have powers. Mm-hmm. Like there are real powers, you know? And so the thing is, is that I'm not there. I'm, you're the one who's doing it. Yeah. All I'm doing is saying, you can do it. I'm holding, holding space. space right? And that's yeah. it. So I like that. Yeah. That's, it's that's, all about
2: holding space. I think those are the types of people that will allow you to understand your own divinity, right? If you go to anyone and it's like, oh, they're telling you to do this or you have to listen to them or come back to them or rely on them. This is creating separation, right? This is where it gets like troublesome because we don't want to have to rely on anything external. We want to have people that allow us to really understand what's within and our own gifts.
1: Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I love it. So what type of... um uh you know, people, um, do you see when it comes to Psyche?
2: Yeah. So I, I work with all types of people. There isn't one type of person that I work with because everybody has limiting beliefs. Everybody has sabotaging, um, patterns that they want to break. Um, so I work with actresses, I work with diplomats, I work with athletes, like truly there's a like mothers, Literally, any any person you can think of, I probably worked with right now over the last few years. But that's why I love it because it really shows us that we all are walking the same path as humans, right? We're all going through the same stuff. So to be able to see that, um, I think that, that that unity within humanity just because so many different people are coming in and out of you know my sessions, and to see that um, that string of of Unity is is
1: really special. That's beautiful. Yeah. I I'm love sure it. you get
2: that too. You get yeah, all, absolutely. All different
1: I, people. I get all types of people. <laughs> <laughs> I get all types of people. Definitely. What do you feel like has been one of the biggest struggles right now for people in life right now?
2: One of the main issues from from what I've seen is that people are too hard on themselves. They're judging themselves. They They are taking away their power by being too judgmental on themselves and they allow other people's judgments and perceptions to infiltrate into their belief systems of who they are and then they start playing small or they start making excuses or they get sick. And I think that is really, really dangerous because judgment is... Judgment kills people. I truly believe that because when you have such a closed-minded perception and perspective, like how are you going to grow and expand? How are you really going to step into your power without expansion and awareness and curiosity? So judgment, got to go, right? I think anytime people want to judge, we have to look at it and say, hmm, how can I be curious about this situation, right? Why am I already reacting from a place of judgment right like really check yourself why am i judging my, why am i judging this person or why am i judging this experience or I, I no one knows why people do anything they do at any given time because they don't have the full picture doesn't matter if it's your husband you don't know you you're not walking in their shoes so to to have that ability to stay curious is really 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 important and really powerful and i think you know, in order to change that judgment, the best thing that you can do is to stay curious. Question, why is this happening? Why am I triggered by this? Why is this the way I look at life? And why am I given this situation, right? Why has this come up in my reality? And what is it trying to teach me? I think taking that perspective is going to really change the way in which you look at life in general.
1: I like that. Uh, What is your feeling about the understanding of distraction as it relates to people today in society? What is the issue that is coming up the most that is distracting people away from their divinity?
2: Distraction, separation. I think people are distracted by looking at people and things and saying, Oh my God, I'm not that, or they're different from me, or I'm separate from that, or I can't have that because I'm this. Um, I think separation is classic distraction, right? It keeps us apart. It doesn't allow this unity um, to grow within humanity and this collaboration. Um, And I, I think that if we can overcome this illusion of separation, which it is, it's an illusion. And I've, you know, I'm constantly learning. Every time I think I'm not, you know, I've reached that awareness. There's something else that comes into my experience to say, "Hey, do you really believe that? Do you, are you really sticking by this like understanding of unity? Or are you still looking at it from this idea of separation?" Um, so, definitely getting rid of that separation and understanding the the unity that that we all share.
1: Beautiful. I think that's absolutely very important. I think uh, the idea of divisiveness that the matrix has played upon all of us, be it through race or... You know, be it through sexuality or color or, you know, religion. orientation, religion, yeah. whatever it may be. There's so many, you know, pockets full of nonsense, you know, these days that need to be just, even completely celebrities empty. Oh, Yeah, exactly. Know? Even that, yeah. you know. And uh, I think that's just something we really should dismantle mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and bring love into the fold for mm-hmm. it. Uh, so, so go, talking about these types of things, uh, what do you feel that men right now, like where men are in their trajectory? What do you think men need to bring in to their line of vision in order to create real um, noticeable change in their evolution?
2: I don't think it's just men. I think um, to answer this question, what came to mind immediately was just adding more love. To whatever you're doing right so not to think of things that you have to do this or you wanted or you know you must do it but really like coming from that place of love and awareness of i'm giving because i want to give i'm doing this because i want to i want to do this and i think you know
1: so are you saying without agenda
2: without agenda okay yeah but just for the pure sake of wanting to do it out of love for the betterment of whoever you're serving or you know dealing with or working with um, i think that is really important adding more love to to to, to the aspects of your life that maybe you have not been so loving, I think that will create more um, cultivation of unity and and strength and connection between one another. I'm
1: going to pull my Scorpio card out for a second. Okay. okay? Scorpio card is, let's dig deeper.
2: All right. Okay.
1: I think that's a great, I think that's great what you're saying. And I agree with you, but I want to dig a little deeper into you. I want to, I want to bring my Scorpio tail and sting Mm -hmm. a little bit in there. I've got a little Scorpio in me. Yeah. So I (laughs) want, I want, I really want to hear your thoughts about how men can really, um, you know, come into a space of true alignment of of, of divine heart service. Like, I want to hear what's inside of that.
2: Okay. Well, you want to go deep? <laughs> no, I mean, that's what
1: this is about. Like, the tribe is here, the tribe is alive, and the tribe is thrive. I don't like
2: to make generalizations per se, like saying all men are like this or all whatever, but traditionally speaking, right? As we've seen, you know, men kind of run the show here.
1: In, I mean, you come in, from Muslim, yeah. come from Muslim background. You've yeah. got to have some sense. I mean, there's a lot of tribal members. I'm just too members. aware
2: now. <laughs> there's a lot of
1: tribal members who are listening who are from Dubai, they're from yeah. Qatar, they're from, you know, um, they're from all over Saudi Arabia who listen, who write me, who tell me they listen to, you know, and they get a part of what we're doing here in this tribe. They're mm-hmm. part of the tribe. Yeah, I want to hear what it's like. Really, really, like, I want to know. What men can do. Like, yeah, what is the thing that you feel that men could bring in to step into that real solid place of, of, of heart awareness for themselves to, to lead forward?
2: Yeah, well, the first thing I would do is listen to yourself. You know, what is your body telling you that you need? Do you feel like you need to be boxed into this ideology of like, you know, I'm, I have to get married and then I have to have kids and I'm the provider and I'm this. What if that's not your truth, right? Really getting real with who you are and not apologizing for it. If you want to go and, you know, run with elephants all day and that's your truth, then own it. Own that that's what you want to do. Don't put yourself in a box and say, oh, I have to do this because I'm a man, right? Like, what does that even mean? I think we really have to understand that we all have a signature of truth. And if we're not living that truth, then we're not giving our service and that gift to humanity. So if definitely starting to listen to yourself what is your truth what what do you want to give to the world what do you want to leave here what is your legacy what is how are you going to leave this planet having it you know made it better or transforming it in some way and transforming the people around you in some way i think that is really important and then second i really think is honoring women right there's too much of an imbalance of thinking that men know it all and it's okay to ask for help ask a woman for help. They have all the answers. So for me, it's like seeing men just think that they have all the answers and they've got it figured out and they shouldn't rely on on other people for help or or there's, there's no collaboration, right? Just thinking, oh, we've got it and we have to do it. And if it's done this way, I mean, that's not going to get a... a a clear perspective and a holistic perspective on on anything that we need to overcome and work with. Um, so that would definitely be another another thing.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. See, is that deep enough? No, <laughs> well, I think it's great. Cross I just don't like to, to make. Out. I
2: don't like to make generalizations, but, you're but not at the same generalizations,
1: time. Yeah. if you're coming and speaking your truth, yeah. right? Because it's important, and we have to talk about what's really going on right now, and we got to talk about solutions to the pollution. Mm, right i like that solutions to the pollution and so if we don't have solutions to the pollution we're going to continue pollute and it's going to get yeah. it's going to get you know more uh more worse if we don't continue to confront it and really look at it and that's a, and what you said is 100 percent exactly what what is what is happening and transpiring you know mm-hmm. it's that whole idea of i am not listening to myself i am not like owning it 100 yeah. percent. you know And I think a lot of that comes into in relationships where a man will say what he wants a girl to hear because he doesn't want to hurt her, but then at the same time he's hurting her anyway Mm -hmm. because he's not being 100% about it.
2: And he's not being authentic to who he is and therefore the relationship is going to fail or have problems in some way because you're not meeting authenticity with authenticity. Right? Like, you're not going to get to the core and that juiciness and that love and that expansion, that like orgasmic feeling of being with another if we're constantly trying to mold our truth in a way that is, oh, to fit this person or to fit this reality. And it's like we come with this truth already. We just have to figure it out and we have to nourish it instead of diminishing it because we think we have to fit into this box of who we should be as a man or who we should be as a woman. Right, And not
1: just men and women, men and men and and women and women and women and men. Relationships, romantic relationships. Relationships, period, right, across the board. And I think that there's this kind of like social understanding that you know, everyone is wanting to fit into that very hallmark, very, you know- That um, doesn't exist. <laughs> right, I know, but everyone tries to fit into it. It's yeah. a Valentine's Day, everyone does these Valentine's things. And I'm yeah. like, are you all sheep? Like, <laughs> we're like, like, this should be your everyday thing, yeah. you know? So speak on that.
2: The declaration of love every day. Mm-hmm. I think that should definitely be happening every day to everyone you know, right? It shouldn't just be romantic relationships. Like to to say there's only one day where- we're able to express how we really feel about another. I mean, that's kind of silly. We should be living that. That should be our point of, uh, you know, expression like every day. I think to rely on one day that, you know, society has created to say, this is the one day you can express yourself and express your love for someone. And then basically unconsciously diminishing every other day of existence. And if you were to do something out of the blue, it's like, Oh my God, wow, he's so special. It's like, no, The person's not that special, they just love me and they're just showing me, right? Um, And to get rid of those perceptions and those filters of thinking there's only a certain time or a certain way to express love um, at any given time.
1: Those matrix consumerisms. Yeah. Yeah. The matrix likes to have us be consumption to certain days and holidays and stuff like that. stay in line so that. that
2: we know how to act at a certain time and then, you know... It gives us permission to be a certain person on some day and another day we have to be a different person, right? Like the idea that, oh, we can be relaxed Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday through Thursday we have to suffer and we have to endure, you know, the pain and the suffering of what this world is. It's like, no, honey, you're in the matrix, like get out.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I I very much love that. So how can people find you? How can people get in touch with you? How can people get a session with you? Because I think people should definitely in the tribe – You know, look you up and get involved in, you know, um, having a session with you because I've had sessions with you and they've really been life changing for me. So, thank
2: you. How can they go about that? Yeah. So, you you can find me on Instagram underscore J E N A S O P H I A. I have a lot of updates on, you know, I travel a lot for work. So, I'm basically like in a different city or country every month um, working with people um, in person. Um, and distantly. So you can definitely, you know, contact me and figure out if you'd like to have a distant session. There's no difference in, um, in results because energy is quantum and we're able to access it wherever we are. Um, you can also check out my website. It's www.beyondthebelief.com. And you can figure out more about uh, my session availability, um, where I'll be as well, and just any like more scientific information about what Psyche K is. And uh, basically, just go down the rabbit hole. With this nice, I like rabbit holes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for being in today's share.
2: Thank you, Shaman, for having
1: me. I love always you. Always a
2: pleasure. I love you too. <laughs>
1: Well Tribe, that was amazing and I'm sure you were lit and we were riding that lit train. That lit train was all around town in this conversation and this share and this love right and we just have this beautiful information about really honoring ourselves and really stepping into that place of truly being present and truly being able to honor ourselves by just you know asking ourselves some questions as, as, as she says and really just be there and you know check out Psyche really amazing you know get on her Instagram you know look up her website uh, this is this is groundbreaking stuff and I, I'm really happy to have brought in front of you all here at the tribe. Uh, remember, if you want to level yourself up with some cool shamanic gifts and power, sign up on my newsletter at shamandurek.com. You can also get in touch with me on Instagram, send me DMs, get onto the Instagram Live, share your wisdom and knowledge with the tribe because I will bring you on and you can teach us, educate us, lift us, shift us. Um, also, remember my book is for pre-order right now on Amazon, Spirit Hacking. Uh, so don't wait to the day to buy it. Just put a pre-order so we can get those pre-orders in so we can get bestseller on 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 new york times and also remember invite to ignite because that's what it's about bring people to the tribe to stay alive again i'm going to say it again so you remember it bring people to the tribe to stay alive and until next time see you
0: later alligator